0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today
1: with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create & Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman, from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. When Ashley Hine launched Waldo as an ambitious 28-year-old, she had one goal disrupt the eye care industry, and make eye care an essential part of everyday life. She founded Waldo as an innovative global e-commerce company that would champion positive vision for all through accessible, high-quality products and trustworthy expert services with a human-centric customer experience. Today, the brand sells daily contact lenses and other eye care products without the price tag or the hassle. As the granddaughter of an acclaimed South African wildlife photographer, Gerald Hind, as well as an avid wildlife photographer herself, Ashley understood the role our eyes play in how we see the world. She began wearing contacts at 11 years old and after nearly two decades spent across three different continents, grew frustrated with the quality of and massive markup on contact lenses sold through pharmaceutical companies. So she launched Waldo from a simple need. She needed to order more contacts, but found the process complicated, confusing and expensive. So inspired to drive innovation in the industry, she dove headfirst into the world of entrepreneurship to make eye care both personal and exciting. So on this episode of Work Pretty, find out how Ashley made the leap to entrepreneurship after years in the corporate world and how she's on a mission to end avoidable blindness one lens at a time. So welcome, Ashley. So excited to chat. So interesting about the wildlife photography. I'm so excited to learn more about you. So just give us a quick top of the episode, 30-second pitch. What is
1: Waldo? So Waldo is an accessible eye care brand. And essentially, we serve to make high-quality eye care products more accessible for the consumer and a much more positive experience overall.
0: Love it. Yeah, as a contact wearer for a long time, it is nearly impossible to get contacts. It feels like sometimes when you're at your you know, optometrist, you have to renew, you have to go do this whole thing. It's so crazy. So I was so excited to learn about your company because I think it's such a much needed disruption in that industry. So tell us a little bit about your personal background and how it led to this moment and what experiences you had in your career before taking the entrepreneurial leap.
1: Sure. So I grew up in South Africa, as you said in the intro, born to a uh, family of wildlife photographers, actually. So my grandfather's a wildlife photographer, and so is my uncle. But, you know, really my my mom is also blind in one eye. And so I guess on, on one hand, I grew up with this real appreciation for vision mm-hmm. through photography. And on the other hand, a real understanding of sort of the impact of what you know, blindness had on, but also impact of on on her. And so, you know, Waldo really is the sort of brainchild of those two aspects coming together. So they're thinking that vision ultimately should be far more optimistic and we should be really appreciating vision and the health and well-being of our eyes. And I don't think that any other brands really serve to do that. And on the other side, the way that I've seen my mom, you know, struggle to get products at an accessible price point, but also information about her condition really led me to want to create a company and an experience that was far more frictionless and invited customers in rather than keeping them at an arm's length. So before starting Waldo, I I lived in Europe, I, I lived in the UK for a while. My career was in consulting, but I moved to the US in 2016 and Ran out of contact lenses, and that sort of sparked this whole questioning session like, why are they so expensive? Why are they so differently priced in different markets? I didn't even really know what brand I was using or why. And as I started to uncover all of the sort of inconsistencies and friction points in the industry, it did me to ultimately create Volvo. I mean, that's a very sort of high level, it was a lot more than that. But Yeah. In a nutshell.
0: No, I love that. So you had this long career before this entrepreneurial journey. So you mentioned you were consulting. Can you walk us through how maybe your corporate career, the consulting had lend expertise into becoming an entrepreneur, if at all?
1: Yeah. So I think I had a lot of experience with essentially like building out sort of launch strategies marketing strategies, and in particular, pricing. So it was the pricing dynamic of contact lenses in particular that I think really sparked my interest because when I started to see the discrepancy between what they were being sold to con- consumers for versus what they cost to manufacture, that really sparked my interest. So I think you know, there was definitely some sort of business background that made it a little bit easier but I had never been in eye care specifically before. And so there were some things that I like could bring with me from my corporate career, but then absolutely some things that I had to let go of.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's seeing the opportunity, having the experience. I always say, like, I think the best businesses are born out of problems and solutions to problems that you feel like you're having. So, so I love that. So you have this idea, you do the research, how did you fund the business initially and like what was that experience like as you were getting it off the ground?
1: So Waldo and I think you know being a a healthcare company but be a medical device company it wasn't really an option for us to bootstrap. And so as I started to sort of build out the business plan and get a feel for what it would take to even start, I quickly realized that I would need to fundraise externally. And so I put together a sort of business plan and reached out to a couple of friends that worked in finance and actually initially reached out to my lecturer because I was doing a master's at the time and he vetted the business plan for me and I emailed it to him and he immediately wrote back and said let's go for breakfast tomorrow and I think the first thing he said at breakfast was you have to do this and you have to find a way to do it and so he gave me a ton of feedback and With that next revision, I sent the business plan initially, actually just asking for advice and how I can make it better. And then a few people introduced me to seed funds and high net worth angels. And so from that, we ended up raising our initial seed round. But I knew nothing about fundraising at the time. And so really, you know, I wish that I had a better understanding of raising capital when I first went out to fundraise. that's something that I always, you know, I'm very willing and help and happy to help other entrepreneurs with. But yeah, we had to we had to fundraise pretty formally to get the business off the ground.
0: Taking a quick break to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, swag.com. It's our sponsors that keep the work party going. So we really appreciate you supporting us and them. Whether you're planning an internal event, a company offsite brand event, or attending a trade show, giving out brand swag that you actually want to keep makes it super memorable how many times have you received a gift from work and you ended up putting it in the re-gift pile a few months later or worse tossing it in the trash as soon as you get home Corporate swag can be fun and a great way to boost your brand awareness, but it really isn't serving its purpose if your employees, clients, or audience end up letting it go to waste. That's why you guys absolutely need to check out swag.com. It is the best place to customize gifts and swag that your employees will actually want to keep. They carry brands like North Face, Yeti, Nike, and so much more. And every product is completely customizable with your company logo or your own artwork. Hello, who doesn't love a personal touch? I was blown away by Swag.com's assortment. Creighton Culture is always on the hunt for new and innovative ways to support entrepreneurs all the way down to the very best planners and pens. But Swag.com goes way beyond the typical branded notebook. They have everything from custom yoga mats, AirPods to branded kayaks. Yes, kayaks. You heard that right. The sky is truly the limit when it comes to their offerings, so don't be afraid to get creative. Swag.com also works with the needs of every company. They offer storage at the warehouse, They can ship to individual addresses or send in bulk to a single location. It's super easy to manage directly through their free-to-use online portal. Go to swag.com for the perfect swag and custom gifts for your company. And right now, I have a super special offer to help you get started. That's 10% off your order, but only when you go to swag.com slash party and enter promo code party10. Remember, for 10% off, go to swag.com slash party and use promo code party10. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. RealPod. what are some of the things you wish you knew looking back? Like what were some of those like key tips you would give someone who was maybe going out to raise a seed right now?
1: I would say learn the jargon. You know, I think firstly, there's a lot of VC books out there and a couple of sort of VC dictionary type articles online, just understand what the words to look out for are and get a feel for just the different words to understand really. I think, cause then at least you've got some sort of familiarity with, the narrative when you're going into those conversations. And then secondly, I'd say vet your investors. So if you do get a term sheet or somebody wants to invest, ask them if there's another entrepreneur that you can speak to that they've worked with before and make sure that you're sort of building the right relationships for your company very early on.
0: Yeah. No, I think, that, I think that's great advice. And there is like a whole VC language. It's super weird. But yeah, I think that that's awesome. All right. Let's talk about the product itself. Why Waldo? What does Waldo mean to you? Like the name? So
1: I was advertised to by Walden university and I was looking for a brand name for the business at the time. I wanted the brand to represent seeing the world and the optimism of vision. And so Waldo sounded like world to me. It sounded really warm. It was a rounded sound and I just loved it. So shortened it um, from Walden to Waldo and then went through all the of trademark application processes that you have to go through.
0: I love that. So, you know, you have this company, you're growing it, you've made this commitment to make eye care both personal and exciting and kind of disrupting this whole industry. How do you in- incorporate your community's feedback into the products that you produce and why is that feedback loop so important as part of your product development process?
1: Absolutely, so we are very data centric. So every product that we make, every sort of user experience, There's multiple touch points throughout, and we're monitoring that constantly. I think unlike some of the other big manufacturers, we've got a really close relationship with our consumer that they don't have. That allows us to feedback almost on a live basis as we get feedback from customers about what our products, how our products are performing and how our consumers are feeling about them, which I think sets us apart from from other manufacturers and brands, who generally have quite a long distribution process. So by the time it gets to that end consumer, it actually hasn't been the manufacturer necessarily that's put the product in the consumer's hands. So we listen a lot to that. And then with new product development, you know, the product development timelines in our category are really long. So we are about to launch Hydro Boost Plus lenses where the saline solution is infused with vitamin B12. We launched those in the UK first and really using that product feedback loop and you know, listening to what our customers want and how they find the product. We're super excited to bring that to the US.
0: Wow, so cool. So innovation on top of product development, which is really interesting. I mean, I feel like contacts probably have not been that much innovated on in many years. Like it feels like it's been the kind of the same old thing. So that that's really exciting to hear. And under your leadership, Waldo has grown substantially. And today is the number one daily contact lens subscription brand in the UK and Europe. And is now gaining traction in the United States. What was your strategy? I love that you started internationally. Obviously you have an international background, but I think, you know, sometimes there's this idea that, oh gosh, I have to expand internationally. That's so overwhelming and intense. Walk us through like your strategy on
1: being a global brand. Sure. So when we launched in the UK, largely because that was where I was based at the time and we identified a need there, but I came up with the idea in the U S and really that That pricing positioning is even bigger for us in the US. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we identified that by launching in the US, we would be around 30% cheaper than some of the larger um, brand names out there. And with that, I was really keen for us to expand as quickly as we could. And so, my advice on the topic would be don't expand just for the sake of it, because it absolutely adds complexities to the business. But if you are offering, something that in a particular market you can really solve, then absolutely go for it. And you know, the U S is, and has been a really unbelievable market for us. It's now by far our largest market. And so I'm very glad that we did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our healthcare system is probably the worst. So (laughs) we need all the help we can get truly. I feel like it's so (laughs) challenging. So you are in a competitive space. You're kind of up against a lot of massive corporations, but you're disrupting um, a major industry. So what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are in a competitive space with their product and how do they really sort of dial into their value proposition and market it successfully?
1: So I think your value proposition should be really short and sweet and just sort of based around a few core values. So for Waldo, that is accessible and we mean accessible both in terms of pricing and in terms of being able to buy the product seamlessly, high quality, which really feeds into that innovation loop for us and making sure that every product that we bring to the market is a great quality contact lens, regardless of price. And then the third component for us is human-centered. So everything that we touch from a branding point of view must feel easy to understand, must feel like you're in conversation with a human and not A giant company. And so those three values are also the values that set us apart in this very competitive space. And so I think honing in on what those core few values are and not deviating from them is super important to differentiate yourself. And then secondly, I think making sure that everything you focus on solves for, or at least supports those values. Because otherwise, your messaging can become too diluted. And I think then it's very hard to make a difference in a very competitive space because people have very limited attention attention spans.
0: We're taking a pause here to give shout out to one of today's sponsors, Claire. Claire is an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping. They offer a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick paint swatches and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. If you're a returning listener here, then you know I am obsessed with all things design. If I wasn't a founder and entrepreneur, I think I would definitely be an interior designer. I'm always on the hunt for new ways to style my home, whether it's an impromptu renovation, new seasonal decor, or just a fresh coat of paint. And that's why I'm so excited about Claire. Traditional paint brands offer thousands of colors, which can honestly feel super overwhelming. I mean, who needs 4,000 shades of white? Claire focuses on fewer, better colors that are expertly curated through an interior designers lens. And they offer so many tools to help make sure you get the color right for your project. I needed help choosing a color for something we're thinking about doing to our house this summer. So I tapped the Claire color genius. It's a really fun two minute quiz about your space and your style and Claire delivers a personalized paint recommendation for you. It's basically having an interior designer right there every step of the way as you choose your paint color. Claire also offers peel and stick paint swatches that are an exact match of the paint color you want and the finish. These make it so easy to see what the color is gonna look like in your space. Claire's paint formulations are zero VOC, GreenGuard Gold certified for better indoor air quality and meet the most stringent chemical emission standards. So we can paint our homes with peace of mind. And finally, I love Claire because it's a women owned business. Hello, it's so refreshing to see this new women led brand take such a fresh approach to paint shopping. Visit Claire at www.clare.com slash party to get started on your own paint projects. It's so easy and so, so fun. Use code party to receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. And that's www.clare.com slash party with code party for $5 off. So I want to lean into talking about your social impact initiatives. Poor vision is the world's leading disability, and you've made it part of your mission, both personally and professionally, to help prevent and treat avoidable blindness which obviously is something you're personally invested in as well. So what initiatives are you and Waldo utilizing to address these issues?
1: So we've partnered with a charity called Sight Savers, who is aligned on our mission to end avoidable blindness. And so what we do is essentially for each product category that we have, we donate to a different solution for that cause of avoidable blindness. So for example, with each contact lens subscription plan, we donate a cataract surgery, which essentially restores sight. For every hydration drop, eye drop purchase, we give a trachoma treatment. And then for every pair of blue light glasses that we sell, we donate a pair of prescription glasses. So we're trying to be very specific with what we treat and how we treat it and linking that back into precise product categories that we sell. But the goal is to end avoidable blindness. And I think it's, it's staggering that, you know, particularly in third world countries, just because of access to eye care, blindness exists when it could be avoided for just a couple of dollars, really. It's tragic.
0: Yeah, that, that's incredible. I think sometimes small business owners are nervous to incorporate philanthropic endeavors into their business, even though they want to do it because they're worried about the conflict of hitting your revenue goals, especially being a venture backed business while scaling the business while also giving back. You've navigated this, you know, really well. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how small business owners can think about this more strategically as they grow?
1: Yeah. So I think it comes back to those like initial core values, which, you know, for us accessible, high-quality and human-centered. In order for us to be truly human-centered, we need to be a company that is giving back in more ways than just through essentially selling product and, and, and running a business. And so I've been pretty clear with my investors from day one that that is going to be a central pillar of Waldo. And I think by having that alignment early on, it removes it removes a lot of that friction down the line around the tension between profits and and doing good. And then I think sort of secondly, there's a number of ways that you can do good. You know, I think all you can look at all throughout your supply chain where are there improvements to be made and how can you choose the right partners that are aligned with your values? So it doesn't necessarily have to be cash intensive endeavor. There's ways to make an impact without donating necessarily. So I think each business should just look at what those core values are and then where, where they think works best for their company to, to make a difference or give back.
0: I love that. Yeah. So not necessarily financial commitment could be working with like a sustainable packager or whatever it might be, like some of these, like, you know, things that you can just do from the beginning and then potentially down the line. Exactly. So you've now scaled this business. It's obviously growing globally. It's very exciting. But along with scaling comes rapid growth, comes a lot of challenges. What advice do you have for brands and founders who might be experiencing rapid growth? And what were some of the key factors that help you get through it? Potentially hires, raising more money. Like what were some of those things that you did to help deal with the fast
1: growth? I think both of those points are exactly spot on. Like, you know, hiring a team that a highly capable team that the business can grow into, I think is super important, but at the same time, not overextending yourself to a point where you're kind of in a corner on, on team costs and you feel like, costs are are scaling exorbitantly. Mm. So I think as much as possible and as efficiently as possible, hire a great quality team. Secondly, I think build a team of mentors around you for any founder. I think that that's that's been really game-changing for me. So make sure that you've got senior support of people that have done this before and people who you can have really honest conversations with and ask for advice and then third, I think when it does come to fundraising, you know, allow yourself some headroom. It's probably something that Waldo didn't do early enough on and I really wish that we had, because having some cushion through that rapid growth period really helps. There it
0: is again, the sound of another sweet, sweet sale on Shopify. The all-in-one commerce platform you need to start running Grow Your Business. Shopify offers entrepreneurs the resources to sell products to anyone, anywhere, at any time. Which means you could be selling your product in person at a pop-up event with a POS system or online through a fully supported e-com site. You can also utilize Shopify on social platforms and in online marketplaces or both. Shopify is truly a platform that will catapult your business idea into a reality once it's real anything is possible back when i launched my business i never in my wildest dreams thought i'd be where i am today an author podcast host founder and angel investor supporting the most incredible up-and-coming women-owned businesses on the market it's been a journey but that's the beauty of entrepreneurship drive sales manage your day-to-day connect with your customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of integrations and apps including facebook instagram TikTok, pinterest and so many more They make it so easy to gain insights as your business grows by sharing detailed reporting on conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. I trust Shopify with my business because as we grow, they grow with us. It's just that simple every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur just like you makes their first sale on Shopify. Maybe one day I might even see your biz at one of Crane Cultivate's future pop-ups. So go to shopify.com slash party, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash party right now. That's shopify.com slash party. So Now that you're growing and you're in a new marketplace, let's talk a little bit about marketing. What are the marketing tactics that you've seen perform best, and are they different by country?
1: So we haven't seen too much difference by country. We are obviously an e-commerce online business, and so most of our channels have been around that. We actually have had great success with sort of offline media. So I think as long as you can get it at the right price, you know, outdoor campaigns have really worked well for us, and we sort of think about it as having a mix between high trust building channels like offline, print, TV, radio versus your sort of social media channels, where I think the feedback loop is great, but they're not necessarily as high trust as what some of those other marketing channels are. So we try and build a mix between the two, which has worked well for us. But primarily we've also been raised a really, really focused on customer acquisition costs and making sure Mm -hmm. that we can scale sustainably and that, you know, doesn't create an imbalance for us from a cost and growth perspective. So we keep a very close eye on that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's another jargony thing from a venture, you know, customer acquisition costs is one of the numbers that they look at when you are... absolutely trying to raise money. So if you have an insane customer acquisition cost, maybe they buy once and it's a lower amount than the cost to acquire them for a VC, it's not a good stat to have. So that's really important. That's a great tip for anyone. That's an important cost to keep low if you can over time. So I I love that. So let's wrap with some sentence finishers. What is the best business advice you've ever received?
1: The best business advice I've ever received is ask for money and you get advice, ask for advice and you get money. It's not obviously quite as clear cut as that, but that's worked well for me. Asking for advice first is generally a great way to get people to the table.
0: I love that. That's, that's really good advice. I feel my
1: best when I'm very close to our product and our customer. That's the most rewarding part of this job for me.
0: I love that. It's so great. And even on your site, you can see you have over like 11,000 reviews on products that are five-star reviews. So I think that's such a testament to the product. And I love seeing that kind of um, transparency. A skill I'm working on mastering
1: is? So perhaps this goes back to best business advice I've ever gotten. But I think the starting point for any conversation should be asking for advice. But the skill that I'm working on mastering is Asking directly for what I want, Mm. and I think that sometimes, you know, speaking to other female founders as well, that's perhaps where we, where we could improve.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that. I think that took me a long time to kind of get there to be able to kind of do that and still (laughs) struggle with it. So to be successful, you need to be resilient. Hundred percent agree. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. Where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about Waldo? So they can go to highwaldo.com
1: or Waldo Vision on Instagram.
0: Amazing. And as a special treat for all of our Work Party listeners, use the code workparty15 for 15% off your first contact lens renewal with Waldo after the free initial trial. Such an amazing deal. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks so much, Shafer